Hello and welcome to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a drip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan, and as always, Ben is beside me in the same studio, 800 miles away, and we thank you so much for joining us. And Ben, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. It's a good Sunday for Young Nostalgia. Always a good Sunday for Young Nostalgia. <laughs> Today, episode 47 coming to you. Uh, we're super excited. Um, we took last week off, but we did tell you we had something awesome in the works, and we've, thro- we've thrown his, na- his name around a little bit, but he is finally... The coveted Dean Allstader is in the studio with us today to talk about his music career and his passion for music and the bands that he's been a part of, um, as well as you know where he's going to go into the future with music. And it's so great to have him here um, to talk to Ben and I. So today we're joined by Dean Allstader. He's the assistant director of admissions at our alma mater, Ohio Northern University. He's also a key member quote-unquote, for the band Hypnotics, <laughs> where he plays keyboards and backup vocals for the group, as well as a frequent sub for the keyboards of Fleetwood to the Max, a Fleetwood cover, Fleetwood Mac cover band based over in Ohio. Dean has been a longtime friend of Ben and I's, and he's also a very good brother of ours in our same fraternity. So, Dean, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. Thanks, and thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm honored, so... Thank you. Oh, man, it means a ton to have you here. Um, and Ben and I are just excited to kind of pick your brain. And <laughs> it's actually really good to talk to you again. It's almost been too long. Yeah, it's you know, and sometimes you know, time flies by and then you get connected again. And it seems like hey, I just saw you yesterday. You know, it feels like. Right. That, so. <laughs> hey, congratulations on uh, kicking off your master's degree. I am. Yeah, it's an MBA program. It's a collaborative program with uh, five, uh, four colleges. And so we have a cohort of 17 and, and we've gotten to know each other. And um, it's it's great that we we sometimes meet in person, but most of the time it's online. But uh, but yeah, it's it's we're learning about leadership and how um, leadership is, is best for um, for the common good and um, sustainability and globalization um, and just your basic management. But uh, yeah, it's exciting, exciting times to be learning about leadership in this, in this world. Yeah, for sure. Much deserved, man. Congratulations. I know you guys are going to do great over there. All right. So we're going to dive right in, um, kicking off episode 47 here. So Dean, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? So how long has music been a part of your life? Sure. It goes back to times when, um, I, you know, I heard stories from my grandfather. He came here and uh, he had his family was uh, originally from Germany. They settled here in um, Monroe Township in Allen County, northwest Ohio. And um, I think to keep the kids out of the trouble, my, my, my grandfather is one of 12 brothers and sisters. To keep them out of trouble, um, uh, <laughs> and great, great bought a bunch of instruments from Elkhart, Indiana. And so they, uh, they began playing these instruments and, and um, they used to perform all the time, all around the, the County and around the state. And um, they even have uh, something over at the Allen County museum that highlights the Altstetter family band. And so I grew no up. No way. Yeah. It's a, it's that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. And um, so I grew up with that in my background and yeah, if you're, you know, it's, they people just thought, yeah, if he's an all setter, he probably plays something. So, and so <laughs> identity there with uh, with music, and uh, we used to get together. You know, even my grandfather and my dad, he played trumpet, and my cousins played piano. Uh, all, all pretty much all my cousins had piano lessons at some point in their life, I think. Um, but uh, we would get together on the holidays and play, and I was, um, you know, that kind of atmosphere all the time, and and so, um, you know. 
picking up an instrument uh, was not uncommon uh, for us. And I played trombone and band, uh, started piano lessons with one of my cousins in the family. So, you know, still with that Altstetter uh, family tradition. And she would tell me stories, too. Um, and then uh, when it got to be where I I got ready for college. Um, I, you know, I decided to major in piano and piano performance was uh, my major. And, and I, luckily I went to a college that allowed you to, uh, teach and, and get a teaching license, um, oh, before cool. graduated. Yeah. So good experience, made a little money too. Um, but it was more about the experience. And, and then, um, when I moved back to Lima, I started working, um, and taught music at the Ohio state university at Lima. And then I, then I pursued my master's in uh, piano pedagogy, which is the, you know, the research and uh, teaching fundamentals for, for piano, uh, piano education. And so, um, yeah, I, I did that there. And uh, soon right after I started at ONU uh, around 1995, uh, 97, I started teaching piano um, as an adjunct faculty uh, at Ohio Northern and was there for 13 years in the music department. Oh, I love it. And you're an amazing pianist. And um, we've had the honor to go and see you play at the Inn at Ohio Northern University. And that's mainly smooth jazz, you know, kind of like that Rat Pack era kind of music. But, uh, you know, w when your parents and your grandparents got your entire family, all the instruments to keep you guys out of trouble, what was the style or, you know, the genre of music that you were really drawn to um, kind of growing up in that music background? Yeah, we had a lot of um, printed music, and it was uh, assembled in books. And some of the books were falling apart, but uh, uh, it was uh, mostly Sousa marches um, um, and marches, waltzes. You know that more that German music style. Um, and then, um, of course, you know, my dad married um, my mom. My mom's from Panama when he was when he was there after the service um, when he was stationed in the Canal Zone. So I have side of me that's the european you know model of music style music and then i have another side that's more latin um american and um and i think um you know i was i had both of those influences going on plus i had an interest in jazz and uh that interest started when i went to music camp uh when i was in high school i didn't i went there every summer learned about i mean we learned about a lot of things but the thing i i took away from it the most was uh, learning about jazz and improvisation and so i just uh kept it going and i would take everything i learned and and tried to learn a lot on my own and, and that's when i started learning about the the rap pack the um the um the the greats you know just the early pioneers like laurie armstrong and art tatum and and, and folks like that but um but later on you know with Oscar Peterson and uh, Nat King Cole and more of the, the singers that sing jazz. Um, so that's, that's kind of the route I went. And um, my, my piano teacher luckily was really open to teach me not just classical, but teaching me uh, blues, jazz, gospel, um, you know, Latin American music. So it was, it was nice to have that kind of uh, upbringing. I know. I love it. I love the colorfulness of your background of music. And, you know, I've never really known some somebody that grew up and had it was just surrounded by music all the time like you. And it's amazing to hear your passion, even just for the 10 minutes we've been talking so far. Um, but a little side note, I really wanted to say this. Um, ben and I have talked about this a lot before. <laughs> it, it's it's really funny that um, you kind of connected with that Rat Pack era because I don't know. Every time I look at Dean or I hear Dean, all my interactions, it just reminds me of Dean Martin. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're just a smooth guy, man. It's awesome. 
Yeah, well, funny story there. Um, you know, my mom didn't speak very much English when she came to the States, and um, she wanted to name me after my dad, Dan. Um, you know, I would have been a Dan Jr., but uh, but he was pretty animate. We, we didn't have any juniors that much in my family, and, and so... Uh, he he was encouraging her to, to choose another name, and I'm sure she's thinking in her mind of all the uh, other names that would be suitable. Um, and she was a huge uh, Elvis fan, uh, but then she was also a huge Dean Martin fan. So uh, I think that side <laughs> on who I, what I would be called. So I'm glad she chose Dean over Elvis. That's amazing. I mean, it really shows in your personality, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome because it's that totally goes along with what Nolan and I have talked about many times. You know, especially you know after going seeing Dean play in the uh, play in the end, and you know he's playing he's playing Dino songs, and it's like holy cow! Like, why have we not been calling him Dino this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love, love it. His, yeah, I mean, it's um, I, I listen to you know a lot of a lot of him and um and frank and you know all the the greats nat and cole too i mean sammy davis um but it's it's something about that culture and that style it's just you know i, I love the i love the look i love the, the the lingo um just the the dance the you know that whole era is really attractive to me and, and it always takes me back in time when i'm when i'm playing some of their music and when i see the people enjoying it i feel like they're going back in time with me that's amazing. I love it. I love it. So that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about next. Um, anyway, also, I wanted to extend to you, do you want to be a third co-host of Young Nostalgia? Because you would fit in real well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, let's let's take a walk down into um, how you're getting into um, the cover bands, kind of like the '80s to now, the you know the rock and roll. So, what got you into cover bands, like the Hypnotics? Sure. One of my students when I was at Ohio State Lima was um, uh, Jimmy Gore. He's one of the um, uh, he is the main guitarist uh, for those cover bands, and just a great guy all around. I mean, um, you know, we're just as close friends on stage as off stage. Uh, and he he has this vision of you know creating um these bands and he's also done um a, a group with uh high school students and teaching them about blues and it, you know and uh it gives them good experience and and then they graduate and they go on and he, he'll find some other high school students so it's a revolving uh kind of thing but um but you know since he was one of my students uh how it worked out was um he, he had this band called the hypnotics uh, pretty much a party band i'm playing 80s and 90s um rock and maybe some 70s throw that in there too um and he his vision i think was always not just to play the uh, the old standards that you'll hear all the time from all these other party bands but to play some of the other songs off the beaten path that were still fun and still fun to listen to and fun to play um but maybe not as popular and so um that's what really drew me in and he said um you know one day uh, our our keyboard keyboard player moved to cincinnati would you mind filling in for a while and, and i said well sure you know i'll help you guys out and until you find someone else and and here uh like seven or so years later i'm still in the bands um so that's <laughs> <laughs> but um but it's since that time we you know i think um what's what's helped me to kind of go back in time to uh to that era 
is uh, we don't practice a lot, um, you know, weekly like some bands do. Pretty much he trusts us. And, you know, we're all good musicians and, you know, he gives us the, the music. Here's here's what we should be listening to and, um, and try to, you know, work on it your own. When we get to the next gig, we take a few um, we get early and we try to practice um, that way. And you pretty much have to have all your, your notes in and, you know, it's pretty much just cleaning up some things. And then, um, then we perform it that night. Uh, so it's, it's nice that we can um, do our homework outside and then come together, ready to play all together and put it, put it together roughly uh, pretty quickly and roughly, uh, you know, so short amount of time. Uh, so when, when you're doing that, when you're in that process, you're going back, you're watching the videos, you're seeing, you know, you're hearing the song, but you're, you're studying it. So you're hearing it in a different way. And when, when you're uh, sometimes I chart it out and I write the chords out or um, I'll look at other, um, you know, cover the way people cover it. And so uh, it's, it's just a, it's a good, you know, I don't know, hour or so that you're, you're doing a little research and then you're going back and sometimes I get distracted and I, and I, and I read about, you know, how important this music was or, you know, how, wh where was this song on the charts? And, and so, you know, it was cool. Uh, just like when journey, I was, you know, studying that and I was thinking, you know, one of the biggest hits was, you know, don't stop believing. Everyone knows don't, don't stop believing, you know, they probably oh, yeah. records from that. But when you go back and look at, at the, at the history, uh, you'll, you'll realize, you know, it was open arms. That's, that was their biggest hit over, over don't stop believing. And, and that kind of stuff just really, um, is a, is so interesting to me. Um, and you know, something you might not expect and, and then you find out more about it. So, yeah. And that's gotta be just constantly opening doorways as far as expanding like the, uh, uh, the, the repertoire of the band, you know, you, 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 you set out to, to do this one thing, this this one goal, just need to add this song in there. Okay, cool. And then you're doing that research like you're just talking about, and now you open up a bunch of different pathways. It's like, holy cow, now we got to do all this stuff too. Yep, that's very true. Oh, and you hear just like another case when when we were looking at um, the the band uh, Fleetwood to the Max, and uh, he was uh, Jimmy was uh, trying to figure out some other newer tunes to play, and. Um, and to my surprise, he's like, did you know that one of the Fleetwood Mac songs was um, uh, Black Magic Woman? And I'm thinking, wait, that's a that's a Santana tune. And <laughs> and you look into it. I mean, Fleetwood wrote that. And it was like, no way. And then, you know, there's that version. And then, yeah, there's the Santana version, too. But, man, it just really when you when you discover something like that, it's it's neat. And you want to share that with other people. And, you know, it's, it's a cool tune. And, and now it's, it has more meaning than it had before. I find myself yeah. noticing that sort of stuff <clears throat> all the time, actually. You know, it's, there, there's a certain song that everybody knows this band plays it. And then it just has become people assume that, you know, that's the original uh, writer of that song. You know, it's a big popular song. Everyone does it. But there's always one band that's known for it. Well, a lot of times if you look into it, they're nowhere near the original writers of, you know, that piece of music. And I, I always found that pretty interesting how, yeah. you know, something I mean, a song that could be 50 years old, you know, just now getting popular. It's like, holy cow, <laughs> that's an old song. There's that's nothing new. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of music. You know, it, it is 
it, it's recyclable. It even goes back to the time of J.S. Bach. I mean, he recycled his own music, and and it's that's I think one of the coolest things um, where you know you have something that's familiar, but then you can you can always frame it in a new way, and then it, it just ha- takes on a whole new meaning and a, a whole new identity for people, and um, and then it's you know something that you can uh, reminisce you know even later after that too it's 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 an ongoing cycle i love that's the cool thing about music and how it works Mm -hmm. this is amazing i love it i've been sitting here and i've just been like drooling because all this conversation (laughs) is fantastic (laughs) um okay so we talked a little bit about how dean you feel that connection to the band to the song when you're doing the research um you know kind of practicing working out the kinks with the band before the gig but talk to us what is that connection like when you're up there and you play that first note in front of a crowd, you have young, you have old, you have everyone in between out there listening, enjoying the music that you're giving them. What is that connection to whether, you know, the band that made that song or, you know, just in general with the crowd? I think it's some, it takes a lot of those folks back to their childhood, or not childhood, but maybe to their teen years, um, you know, in, in the high school years or maybe after. And, um, you know, when you see them, um, y- when you see them singing along or, you know, mouthing the words and uh, it just, I don't know, there's something that just um, y- you feel like, wow, this is really something they remember. And um, it's some something that you know, maybe that was, um, maybe they're, you think about, uh, were, were they on a date or were they, um, at, at a, at a dance, you know, at homecoming or something, you know, you just, you, you think about all the times they heard the song and, uh, how many memories it made for them or what, how it surrounded their other memories. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know, very, I think it's very meaningful to me. And, and, and then you'll have a few that come up and dance closer to you and, and they're really getting into it. And, you know, they got, they got their hands up. They have their, you know, there, there's a, a dialogue that's happening, you know, just like when we um, do some of those songs where it's a call and response or something there, or it's, um, you know, they're singing at the top of their lungs on don't stop believing, you know, and it's, and it may, and, and, and it is, it is cool that some of the, the younger kids are probably remembering that from Glee, but some of the older people are remembering that from when they went to the concert in you know, live, you know, the, right. And the journey came out with it so it's it is a it does cross generations and man what what other thing in life crosses generations like that i mean it's a, it's a beautiful thing it's true that's very true i love it um okay so with the hypnotics i mean even fleetwood to the max we're kind of mixing them both what has been the the most memorable moment on stage for you well for the hypnotics uh, we had this gig, and it stands out um, to me. It's it was called um, um, Boogie on Main uh, down downtown Finley. They closed off the streets uh, there, the Main Cross, right in front of the courthouse, and um, and they uh, I don't know how many people, how many it was over a thousand people that were there. I think filling the streets. Um, That's awesome. And yeah, they're just dancing, and you know, and families were out there. There were um, and just people having a great time, just you know, singing to the music and we had a great band before us that opened up for us. And so that just got them going too. And so, uh, you really feel, you know, you're, you're all there together in one moment in time. And, um, and you just, you just feel like you're, I don't know, you're on top of the world at that moment. And, you know, and everyone's have, everyone is just, you know, 
remembering that that moment and and it's uh it's it's something to be very uh, it's very special something uh i think it's very moving and and um and so that sticks out i think the most uh in that um with that band uh with fleetwood to the max we're still pretty new um and uh, I think, you know, being able to play at the fairgrounds this year, this a uh, couple of weeks ago on Sunday, um, oh, that's cool. At the Allen County fair, we had, we had, you, you know, there's so many times we played at the fair. Uh, I played it number of tents and things, but to be at the grandstand, that was my first time for me. And we had a, a, a couple trailers that we could go hang out in that was air conditioning before the show. And <laughs> It was kind of like, wow, this is, uh, this is real. We're living it up now. You know, Fleetwood Max also did another show down in Kenton and, uh, there was a guy there and he had a, uh, uh, a Provo, Provo's, um, like it was a bus and it was actually the bus that, um, th- that, uh, was used by by so many. Elton John used it, um, but the person who I think bought it was Joan Jett, and she bought that. Really? Book. Yeah, and you could tell because it was like red leather seats everywhere, and plush like red velvet. You know, it was and it had a um, seating area in the front. There's like a little kitchenette. There's you know bathroom shower, and then there were twelve bunks in there, um, all stacked on top of each other, and then the back uh, sitting room. I mean, it was legit. Like this you hang out here, you know, um, before the show. I mean, it was, it was really cool to, to have that kind of experience. And you, you think back in time, you know, that was, that was what it was like for those big, those big rock stars. Um, right. Cool. So, so yeah, those are probably the biggest, you know, um, moments, you know, in the bands, uh, those, those bands you mentioned so far. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, I'm sure you get a lot of glimpses into the past like that just by playing their music. I I love it. So what is your favorite song for the Hypnotics to play that really takes you back and you just like everything else falls away and you are just grooving like you were just having a good time? What what what's that? What's that one song on the set list that you circle? Oh, man, that's got to be hard. Down. You know, there's. Uh, Boston has a, uh, a, a like a two a two song set they do. Um, I start on the organ on what's called foreplay, and then it goes oh yeah, called long time. And you know we don't do that as much now. I mean we used to do it uh, all the time, but uh, sometimes we just stop after the the beginning organ solo. But I you know that when you see the crowd getting into that, it's 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 a great intro. It's a long, it's kind of like a long intro and then you know people really get into it um so um and i don't know there's just something about the band boston it, it just man it just really gets your blood pumping and oh. so i think i think you have to be either that or if something that we do more now I, we do a lot with tom tom petty and because of the the fleetwood um connection with um um uh, you know with you know, like what, what's the song that they sing? Oh man, I'm just going blank right now. Um, Tom Petty sings with us. Stevie Nicks. Um, uh, I can't even oh. think. Of- yeah. I, <laughs> um, I can't think I of it. Like I, should, I yeah, can't think of anything either. Yeah. When, you know, when we do that song, you know, I have a, I have a pretty prominent organ solo, uh, so, um, old organ part on there and um, stop dragging my heart around that's the name of the song and oh, uh, yeah okay. yeah it's just that's one of the ones i think it's newer and i mean 
I just I'm a big Tom Petty fan. Tom Petty fan too, and so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Amazing. All right, so what a, when you play Fleetwood to the max? What's your favorite Fleetwood song to get out there and jam to? Um, I think it's probably the um one of the last ones that we do and it's probably one of their most well-known um uh i can think of the tune in my head but (laughs) is it is it don't stop (laughs) don't stop i was like i think it's don't stop (laughs) 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 even it's not uh yeah but it's yeah don't stop is uh kind of the big you know one that everyone gets into and they start dancing even if they um if they're out on the floor, they'll, they'll bring their other friends out for that song, you know, if they're not dancing. And so it's, uh, and everyone's singing, um, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. It's, it's great. It's, it has more than one meaning too. I, and I like that too, you know, cause yeah. I have a Christian background and, you know, I, about, you know, some of these songs, you know, they can mean one thing, but to me and maybe to others, they, they can also mean something else too. And, you know, um, you know, that you're hard on things above and, you know, and it's, it's nice to, to have, um, dual, dual meanings like that with songs. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Ben, you got anything else? We can, we can start digging into Dean's brain about, you know, what his future music career looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're, you're obviously, you already, you already have the connection with the hypnotics, um, as well as Fleetwood to the max. Um, now, especially with the uh the pursuance of the of 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 your masters um how does is that going to affect uh playing uh playing with these cover bands at all um i i would assume that i would assume that you uh don't want it to or you know you're going to try to to uh stay involved as much as possible i'm just curious as to how much time it's going to um allow you to still continue to be as involved as you are sure i don't think i'll take on anything new at this point and mm-hmm. uh i'm just i probably just um can continue with some of the things uh we're doing uh I, I think originally i was going to do more with that journey tribute band but now um i think that's pretty much uh taken care of and uh, i can just focus on uh the hypnotics gigs the um the Fleetwood to the max gigs. And, um, I do have a couple of things on the side, um, but I'll I'll probably try not to pursue anything new. Um, uh, for example, for, uh, this Saturday, I have a a incredible opportunity to play with blue Lou Marini, uh, saxophone extraordinaire. Uh, he played, uh, many years, so many bands. He's also the, uh, sax lead saxophone player for Saturday, Saturday night live. You've heard his really. Oh, okay. Um, also the saxophone player for, um, uh, for Linda Carter, which, you know, she, Linda Carter used to be wonder woman uh, on TV all the Mm -hmm. time watching her uh, but she is a, a big time singer in, in europe and so he he's played with her uh, and also with james taylor who goes on tour with him um and so it's uh he's coming to lima and we'll be at the civic center and playing with the lima area concert band and, and he asked me to to play all the, the the keyboard parts and uh so i'm i'm really excited he was also the saxophone player on the blues brothers if you remember that movie oh yeah oh, that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's gonna be Dean, sweet. So cool. 
I'll probably do some things like that, but you know, most of the time I'll probably lay low and just get myself in the, uh, in, in the library there at ONU and, and work on my masters. Um, but well, otherwise, you go. have fun while I'm doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, man, you only live once, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be a fantastic time here coming up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, now we talked about not uh not necessarily wanting to take on anything new at the time being um but looking at more of the of the distant future what is what if any what is your ultimate goal as far as your music career is that something that you want to go back to as pretty much like a a full-time kind of thing or is it more of a on the side um uh on the side in addition to your uh academic role um yeah, basically just looking at like an idealistic scenario as to to what your future in your music career is sure i think the the music piece will be flexible and uh, if i have more time uh, i'll be able to devote more to music if if i am um depending on you know how how my job changes or you know my demands you know professionally you know i might build that at that moment it's everything just happens on who you meet and 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 happens you know according to you know to the timing i mean of that um it it just you just never know what what happens or who you might meet or what opportunity is going to come your way um but i think music is uh something that you can always fit around uh what whatever you're doing and so you know i tell people that all the time if you know um if they want to learn piano i mean if if you have a lot of time you can you can learn piano a lot a lot quicker if if you don't if you just have a little time you can still make it work within your schedule and learn just a little bit here and there and it can add up over time um so for me that's i that's how i see it um of course it's you know love of mine and um and I've been in that case where I've been full time on the road, you know, traveling, um, doing um, 200 dates in a year. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure and and to always have to be out there performing. And when it's your livelihood, I mean, that, that can also change your your love for it because it's now you're you're depending on it for your your livelihood. I, I hope not to have to. um to experience the pressure again uh, it's nice to be able to uh, be busy if i want to be or if if uh, life is busier then to kind of adjust it and dial dial the music stuff back a little bit so but i do have some dreams and um i mean la- later on i mean i've i'm a huge harry connick jr fan and his band you know back um you know in the in the 90s um and when when swing was big, I mean, swing and, and I think he took it to a new I think he revived it, uh, took it to a new level, um, you know, with electric guitar driving the, the swing band. I mean, I, I love that um, that style. Um, I would love to have maybe a, something like that. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm mixing two. I, I have two bands in my mind. The Harry Connington, <laughs> he had his own, um, you know, um, I think that's he kind of started that that era, but then you also have um, Brian Setzer. He's the guitar mm-hmm. mind on you know swing and 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 again you know he came a little bit later um, 
I mean, in terms of popularity, I, I think they're, they're, they're two of those who were going on at the same time. And, um, I was in a swing band, um, called Hepcat Revival out of Toledo and we did something similar too. And I mean, we had, you know, some of those, those great years going into the two thousands, um, I mean, we're, we're just huge and people loved it. People wanted to learn swing. They wanted to get out there and, um, uh, and do the jitterbug and do, uh, Lindy. <laughs> and, you know, we had some great, incredible gigs. You would be playing and people would be filled, you know, they're, they're studying dance and, and, and they have these events where they hire bands and, and you're, you're watching them learn what they've been learning all week, you know, and, and, um, just, and, and, and it's a revival of the, of swing uh the swing and jump blues era uh jump blues is you know some people are like what's jump blues and it's you know it's that uh, upbeat um blues patterns where you know where dancing um was uh, was the the uh artists that probably are best known for jump blues was uh like louis jordan and louis prima cab calloway and um i'm trying to think of some of the singers uh stacy kent um uh, but they, they, uh, I'm sure there's many others I'm not, I'm not included, but, um, uh, but it was just a, a happy time, you know, uh, and a, a great time to, to get out on the dance floor. And so I guess I'm always having that, um, flashbacks and, and thinking in the future of, uh, of giving, uh, that opportunity again, uh, for, you know, maybe people in this area or, um, just, you know, I, I talked to the players and they're like, yeah, yeah, I miss playing that. You know, I played that stuff in jazz band when I was in high school and I haven't touched it since, you know, and so I want to take those musicians, bring them out of the woodwork and um, get us all together and, you know, have something that's that's like a, a 25 piece um, and, you know, have someone front it. That's a you know incredible singer. And um, I'll be on the keys and just having a good old time. That dream, that dream's amazing, Dean. And I know yes. you're going to get there. Um, you're going to do great things. You already have done great things, but it has been such a pleasure to have you here. And I don't want to like, I don't want to end this episode because I mean, we're going to have you on for five more episodes down the line, but <laughs> to round us out, there's a couple things we want to find out, um, and give you know, our, our nostalgia lovers, how they can get in contact with, um, hypnotics and Fleetwood to the max. So then they can come out and support you guys. But one last thing being surrounded, growing up with music and being successful with music on the side is a huge part of who you are. For any of nostalgia lovers out there who love music, are performing music, have performed, or you know, would like to get into performing music, what is your one tip into the people that really want to just make music a big chunk of their lives? What's your tip? Uh, just listen as much as you can, and um, here, and as you're listening, uh, find a way to play along with it. Um, that's something that's really helped me. And, um, I think it, it's some people learn by the note. Um, that's great. Uh, some people, uh, only learn by what they hear and play by ear. That's great too. But, but if you can, um, if you can listen, emulate, learn, the, um, how look, learn understand how it's written uh, if you can do a little bit of those three um that's that's really going to take you very far i mean it's it's going to be very helpful oh thank you man so much um ben you got anything else before we have to wrap up the show uh, no i that was a super fun show i'm glad dean uh was able to join us and i i, I sincerely hope that he'll be um able to return to return to the show in the future Oh, he most, most certainly will. <laughs> yeah, 
and love what you're doing too. I mean, just, um, it's, it's so important for our society and, and, um, and I, I, so I'm really thankful. Thanks you guys. Hey man, you're welcome anytime. So, but before you go, um, how can people get in contact with the hypnotics and Fleetwood to the max? Do you guys have Facebook or anything? Yeah, we also we have Facebook, and uh, if you want to go to our website for the hypnotics, thehypnoticsband.com, and you can see all the um, appearances uh, will be uh, throughout Northwest Ohio. Uh, also, with um, Fleetwood to the Max, uh, Google that with number two, so Fleetwood number two, um, uh, the Max, and then you'll be able to see it. I think it's Fleetwood to the Max dot uh, com. So uh, check us out. You'll see our um, pictures on. We got videos. We, you know, um, we have um, a lot of um, great things for you to to check out on there. But yeah, uh, come and see one of our shows. Um, you won't be disappointed. And then I also have a Facebook uh, professional site, and I try to post everything uh, of all the things that I'm involved in. And um, that's Play It Blue. So um, Play It Blue. Uh, look at the, look at that for Facebook, and that's my uh, artist page. All right, we're going to make sure we have all of those awesome sites, including your professional page, The Hypnotics, and Fleetwood to the Max tagged in our show notes. So if you're interested in seeing what Dean the Mean Machine is up to and the music that he's playing, check it out down below. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining Young Nostalgia this week as we continue our journey through retro pop culture. As always, if you enjoy the show, please leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen on your podcast directory. It really helps the show grow. And you know, really, we just want to get our guests out there like these guys are fantastic they've been great to both ben and i and it's awesome to have them here and we can't wait to pick their brains even more down um down the line so we want to hear from you our listeners nostalgia lovers if there's anything you want to know about ben me our guests the show any opinions anything give us an email at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you on the air over an, uh, an upcoming episode and we'll answer all of your questions of what you'd like to hear and also give us um, a post like on our social media accounts you'll find the banners on our podbean page youngnostalgia.podbean.com that was an, an absolutely amazing rocking episode anything else you got um ben uh no nothing that we haven't already been through um it was a, <laughs> a, a su- super fun show um Especially after taking a week off, it's always nice to come back with just a, an extra good show. Better than normal show. Um, yes. So <laughs> kind of make up for taking a week off. I think this is definitely going to be in the archives. Is one of the best we've had so far. Dean, thank you again so much for being with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You bet. As we always say to you on Young Nostalgia. Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye.